What's up, you guys? Welcome to the November 18th edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher, getting ready to talk some round ball stew, a little Friday, a couple four teams we want to talk about and everything. Gonna have Matt Strope on here in a second. We actually had a little technical issue. It was really choppy and it didn't sound good, so we're just gonna scrap it. Uh, we talked about Matt ran a fork, uh, 5K this morning. I went hiking. My dog kept me up last night, and life is good with Matt. So we are gonna talk about the Hawks first. He'll be coming on here in a second. I'm just jumping right into it, talking about Dwayne Denman. But trust me, he's doing great. Um, couldn't couldn't be better. Uh, so. Um, we talked about a little bit about the Hawks and Dwayne Dedman heating up. So I'm going to hand it over to Matt here. Yeah, I mean, I think you definitely have to take it with a little bit of a grain of salt because the, this was against the Kings, and watching that game, the Hawks announcer is just killing the Kings for playing no defense. So we're not going to see Dedman go off for like 20 points, 14 boards, five assists, two steals, and two blocks in 24 minutes very often. But he's been really good for a while now. Like his last 10 games, around 14 points, eight boards. He's hitting some threes here and there, getting some blocks. I think he's really useful. It's a little annoying that he only plays half the game. He's literally at 24 minutes exactly on the season. But you could do a lot worse, in my opinion, than this guy. For sure. The added three-pointers, that, that we love that. The corner threes. Like, the first time I remember Serge Ibaka doing that, he's, like, one of the first guys that was like, yeah, this guy can't shoot. And then, whoa, all of a sudden he's shooting threes. I was yeah. watching a Hawks, Hawks game earlier this season, and, I'm you know, I, I knew Deadman. I was familiar with him from the last couple of years, but I was like, whoa, wait, wait, that's Dwayne Deadman hitting threes now? Like that one that one snuck up on me, but he's he's got a pretty nice stroke. Yeah, they got like I don't I, I feel like he has only shot like five or six from above the arc. It's always in that that right corner. corner. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, whatever works. They still count. Yeah, so I do want to talk about DeAndre Bembry quite a bit here, because I we you and I are fascinated with this guy. Um I am uh, my thing, like I said yesterday, is I love guys who play like two or three positions. And we saw Bembry play point guard, shooting guard, and small forward in summer league. Pretty much similar stuff in preseason. I'm pumped, man. Um, I mean, there's just they're they're really thin. They they ran a three point guard lineup out there once. They ran a lot of two guard lineups, two point guard lineups out there. They, They've been uh, playing Luke Babbitt. Is probably all you need to say. Yeah, exactly. So um, I in our league, in our twelve team deep roster league, I ran to the waiver wire when I saw the news come out. Came out, and um, before I even wrote the blurb, I grabbed him real fast because I knew there would be a mad dash with Jonas Likesum and a lot of other people. So I was pumped for that. So what are we thinking on him, man? Like, obviously, do you think do you think he'll hit the ground running or? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I always thought he was hopefully slated for like 25 or more minutes a game off the bench. And, you know, he's not going to hit a lot of threes, but he can kind of chip in and points, rebounds, assists, steals, and maybe even some blocks here and there. So that's, you know, maybe he's only like a, a 9 or 10 point per game guy, but the rest of the categories I think he'll be pretty useful. Yeah, I mean, the last preseason game he played 24 minutes. Uh, I think that's kind of where they're at. That's kind of dress rehearsal-esque. So, yeah, I think. Yeah, considering that they're not doing well in the standings and all that good stuff, and they want to play him, like I don't really see a big roadblock for him. Like Marco Bellinelli's probably going to start to fade again. They're down. They're down to play guys. They like playing small lineups. I mean, they're shooting, they're Dwayne Dedman shooting threes. So. Yeah, I mean, you got to think eventually. Also, like someone like Bellinelli could be on the move. Maybe not that soon, but that could be a guy who usually gets traded at some point. Exactly. He's a good player who makes no sense for the Hawks to have. Yep. <laughs> It's also it's also kind of true for Deadman to be honest with you. Like Deadman is is a good player for somebody, but on this Hawks team, he he almost makes no sense. You know, yeah. I mean, you got to have some veterans. I get that, but but yeah, I mean, 
he's like late twenties. I don't know. They they need to be playing much younger guys. John Collins plays two positions too. He's actually pretty bad at power forward. I feel like he's fouling every time he plays power forward. Yeah. We love John Collins though. We do. Yeah, we're getting hot soon. Okay, so another rookie that we love is Dennis Smith Jr. Who man, I got killed. And people like to be mad at me for guys. And DSJ <laughs> was one of those guys who like, oh yeah, why not draft Dennis Smith in the fifth and sixth round? Like you're finding out now. Because uh, and this is I say this a million times. When you draft a rookie, you have to know he's not gonna start hot. Nine times he's not no one's not everyone's Ben Simmons. So I I still think he's in for top fifty ish value. Had a down game last night. We'll talk about the other maps too, but where are you thinking on DSJ and what else did you find from yesterday? Well, I mean the good news on DSJ is like the improvement has been obvious. This is what I wrote in Round Boss too. In October he ranked 377th overall in nine category leagues. In November so far, before last night, he was 104th. So that's a big step forward. Finally started hitting his free throws, hitting more threes, scoring more. Like everything looking better pretty much. My only worry is the turnovers are still pretty high and the field goal percentage is still pretty low. So like one of those is okay. But if you're in a nine category league and both of those things are happening, that's still a problem in my opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah, Roto, he's going to be tough in Roto, I think. We talked about this a couple times. He's never going to be that, you know, CJ McCollum kind of an impact where he's positive in field goal percentage. So I think, what are we, so what are we thinking? Like when he finally gets going, 43.5% when he's kind of cruising, and then hopefully the turnovers drop to like 2.5? Yeah, or like even three. I, I would be happy with like three. He's averaging four before last night this month. I mean, I'd be happy with anything in the threes. And yeah, just a little, a little more uptick in field goal percentage. They were talking about in the game last night how Rick Carlisle was saying you can see it like week to week how he's getting better. So I think we'd be making a mistake to say you know what we're seeing now is even the peak for Dennis Smith Jr. You know, so we shouldn't overreact. There's still room for him to get better um, as the season goes on. That's the good news. Oh yeah, like you said, it's it's you just want to see the old you know avoid if he avoids the quote unquote rookie wall. Like you'd rather have the rookie wall be at the start, at the starting line, you know. For so sure. Hopefully, like we saw Dario hit it really hard in I think December. Um, Brogdon barely hit it; he hit it for like a week. Oh <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's yeah. There's a lot to like. So one other thing I want to talk about on Dallas really fast is I know a lot of people are stashing their own Noel. I don't get it, man. Um, they aren't tied in financially. He's probably not coming back. He's obviously not happy with the whole reported. I mean, take, who turns down $70 million um, with the injury history he has? But he played six minutes. It was, I think, the final 535, so that's all he played is garbage time. So while measure, he was actually pretty good yesterday. I thought he had some really good defensive possessions against Carl Anthony Towns. He's blocking, like, 1.8 shots per game in, like, 12 minutes. So if he can up that to, like, 18, 19 minutes, like, I would easily prefer Mejuri, even though he's much older than Noel, uh, it's a it's a pain in the neck. I mean, they started Maxi Kelber last night. Shout out to my thirty deep league. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've had him for a little bit because we love bad teams. But man, do you, do you have any any take on the Mavs front court? I mean, to me, Noel. If you're stashing him, you're just hoping he gets dealt because right. the, the the Mavs are already bad. They're two and fourteen. If they're not playing him now, like you said, I mean, it's not going to happen. I don't think. You know, they're they're already out of it. So if they had any intention to play him, I think it would already be happening. He hasn't topped six minutes in any of the last five games. So if you want to bank on him getting traded, I mean, sure, there is some upside there. It really depends on what's on the wire in your particular league, I think. Yeah, but I mean, that's tough. I'd rather be tied to a rookie 
who is just has an opportunity later in the season, the guy who needs to get traded. Like, cause what if he gets traded, sure. if he gets traded to an, like say Greg Monroe, for instance, who's apparently a hot pickup and we're well, actually, let me ask you this. So Ryan, Steve, Jonas, and pretty much everyone, we're all like, yo, I don't care about Greg Monroe. Where are you on, on Greg Monroe? Yeah. I'm not all that interested. I mean, I know yeah. he had a 20, 20 point 11 board game, but that was a one forty two one sixteen game. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, so are they good at all? Last night in a close game in a nine point game, he had he played sixteen minutes. So I, I'm not I'm not he's not on my radar to be honest with you. Yeah, like we said, uh, Jonas and I said like it's about like he's like milk wise two percent milk chance he, he's actually on the Suns in like <laughs> two in like two three months. There's like no chance. yeah he's gone. yeah I mean if if we you know one good game in a close game then then maybe I pay attention but again I throw that I throw out that one forty two to one sixteen game that game was ninety oh, yeah. to sixty five at halftime. He got killed. First two possessions, they went right at him. He can't defend pick and roll, which is really what they want bigs to defend nowadays. And yeah, he's just like he's he. If he had been born like twenty years earlier, he'd be awesome. Right. Uh, not so much anymore. Uh, okay, so yeah, I guess we're good on Dallas. Um, speaking of the Lakers, you mentioned that um, we saw them play last night. Lonzo Ball was kind of bad again. He had a devilishly bad line of the six six six. <laughs> uh, career high, career high, five steals though. Uh, but you wrote a little bit about Brandon Ingram, so yeah, um, trending up a little bit. What are, you, what are you thinking there? Well, Ingram is kind of an interesting case. I was writing about you know the the box score lines that caught my attention this week, and Ingram had twenty six points, eleven boards, and two blocks on Wednesday in the same game that Joel Embiid scored forty six. Hmm. Um, but my main takeaway on Ingram is he's still just not that good as a fantasy player. I mean. He, he's getting more blocks. That's a little bit better. He had two last night and a pretty good all-around line, but the free throw percentage is just killer. Mm. Three, I think he was three for five last night, and that makes him... Uh, 64.6%. Yeah. I mean, that's just brutal, especially for a guy who's not hitting threes. He, he's not... You look at his stat line. He's really not making a huge impact in any one category. So to me, it's just... You know, he's ranked somewhere in the 200s in nine-category leagues. That's a tough guy to start, to be honest with you. Yeah, he's it's kinda, a, sorry. It's, yeah, sorry to cut you off, man. It's, but but to finish my thought, it's a tough guy to have on your roster, period, because you feel obligated to start him, right? I mean, lines like last night, seventeen, eight, and four with two blocks. I think, mm-hmm. like that's gonna help you in some fashion. But but overall, you got to look at what he's doing to your free throw percentage. He's just not really helping your team overall. Yeah, I'm the low man of the usual pod crew on Ingram for the reasons you just said. Like, he's not great on defense. He doesn't really do much for assists. He's not a great rebounder for a guy his size. Um, I'm encouraged, though. Like, I, I think that, you know, another he's another guy. You know he's going to start slow. Um, the good thing is he's playing huge minutes, which we saw last year. But, right. Yeah, this, I, no, by the way, this what my take on him right now is 100% based on his value at this moment. In the long run, like... I think he's a pretty exciting fantasy prospect for sure, especially if he can develop his three-point shot. I just mean right now, he's not helping your fantasy team that much night to night at this moment. Yeah, so, okay, just to put, I guess, a bow on this. So if we were drafting today, where would, and you know, you want to uh, say for a head-to-head league where it's weighted to the playoffs, you know? So where, like, we, I was kind of like 100 to start the season, and pretty, I think most, and Ryan was with me at 100-ish, but pretty much everyone else was like 85, 80. So I think I'm kind of splitting the difference. Like, if we were drafting today, um, I'd probably say like 90. Be worth I, don't, I don't even think I would take him. I, I don't even think I would draft him, to be honest with you. Really? Okay. I, I just, 
like, look, man, it's it, he kind of falls into a similar category statistically, I guess, as Andrew Wiggins, too. He's another guy who's just not helping your team in a nine-category league that much. He's actually hurting you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yes. Yeah. There are games and there are stretches where he's useful. And, you know, 18.9 points per game or whatever Wiggins is averaging looks pretty good. But the full stat line is like a net negative for your team. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Those guys are – got to be really careful with guys like that. They're actually hurting you in fantasy even though they do kind of trick you into getting in, trick you into getting them into your lineup. Yeah, that's why when Westbrook goes on these bat, like he was out, outside the top 100 in the first 10-ish games because he yeah. was so bad in like three areas without hitting threes. But yeah, so but, yeah, so you don't think so? I mean, look, yeah, a late round flyer, sure, because again, he could be dominating later in the season. He could be a lot better come March and April. I could definitely see that. Yeah. But the free throws are a real negative for me. I, it's just guys who guys who brick free throws and aren't doing huge things in other categories are just hardly worth starting. Yeah, it's when if you look at the the metrics of those guys that pull you down into kills them. Uh, one other thing that was kind of big yesterday was Larry Nance Jr. cleared for practice ahead of schedule, according to Luke Walton. Was taking shots yesterday. Uh, he looks great. He has a, a little hand. Uh, he had a what was it? Third or fourth or first? No, actually, it was first uh, metacarpal. So he is um, close, man. Um, probably this week. So this is interesting because he was starting at the four, and meanwhile, Kyle Kuzma just went off. 30 and yep. 10, not having defensive stats, which is a problem. So, Nance has played at the four. Kuzma has played at the three, barely. Um, we saw Ingram start at the two a little bit last year. Uh, Caldwell Postman saw it. Ball's been a disaster. Um, so, where are you at on this thing? And also, Julius Randle and Lopez have been very matchup dependent based on who they're playing against. Man, it's tough to pin this team down. I, I Yeah, I just, at this point, I don't see how Kuzma is is going to lose much playing time at all the way he's playing. I mean, the defensive stats are an issue for sure. He's now at 0.2 steals and 0.2 blocks in November while averaging 18 points and almost nine boards, which is crazy. It's crazy to have that low defensive stats. But other than that, I mean, in terms of the Lakers in real life, I don't see how they're going to like cut his minutes heavily the way he's playing. Yeah, I mean... You, I, you know what I mean? Yeah, Nance is never really going to be a 30-minute-a-game guy. So you're yeah. looking at, I think you're looking at like 22 minutes from him, 32 for Kuzma, which is pretty yeah. good for a rookie, uh, and then piecing it together from there, you know, yeah. um, I don't know so who else would come out. Brewer would probably fall out um, completely. Um, Clarkson's down again now. Clarkson was so hot coming into the week weekend here, but yeah. man, it's tough. Like he's, like betting on Clarkson means you're betting on Lonzo Ball not playing, and and they're going to play Lonzo, whether we like it or not, you know. So it's, it's right. So I think like okay, so we're da- I, so would you say would you sell high on Kuzma then? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't know how much you're actually going to get for him, but if if someone's real interested, yeah, to me those the lack of defensive stats is is just brutal. Yeah, I, think- I mean, point points, boards, and threes are nice, and he's shooting well from the field, but he's getting almost no steals and blocks. That's pretty hard to tolerate from any player on your roster. And we talked about this yesterday, the the shiny new toys in rookies. People just see rookies and we're like, oh yeah, he can make my team, a, you know, kind of kind of like Donovan Mitchell, who we'll talk about in a second, who's just busted out. But people will overpay for rookies. I will. I will, yeah. I will gladly admit that. Um, so yeah, if you could trade, you could probably get Kuzma. You could probably trade him for like top 50 value, I think. Oh uh, yeah, I would do that. I would do that yeah. for sure. I bet you. I bet you could. There's gonna be a. 
a sucker. I mean, this guy gets so much pub. He's around you all the time. The Lakers are always on national talk. Um, yeah, shoot high. If you're going to trade Kuzma, I would shoot as high as you can get. No one's going to, like, laugh at you if you... Unless you're, like, offering for, like, mega studs, you know? Like, right. I, I, some some poor guy may trade you Jimmy Butler for Kyle Kuzma, dude. Oh, wow. Obviously, I'm not saying I would never, I would never, ever, ever, ever do that, but... People right. get people. Someone was saying, "Oh, is it, someone um, messaged me on Twitter. Is it time to panic on Miles Turner?" I was like, "What? The guy's had four straight games with four blocks in a row. He's been, he doesn't play in the fourth quarter because he got shut down by DeAndre, um, Andre Drummond. You're gonna freak out, man." Yeah, like, chill out. So I'm just saying, <laughs> people are fickle. Yeah, fantasy. So mention the anything else Lakers wise. Want to add? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. So last, again, the Jazz, we saw them really mix it up. Donovan Mitchell got his first start at point guard. They got worked yesterday. Uh, they had started in the second half. They moved Jonas Jarebko to the bench, and they started Alec Burks with Donovan Mitchell, Rodney Hood, who we'll talk about in a second. Um, who am I forgetting? Um, who uh, they started? They have Favors and... Jarebko, Ingles. Well, no, I'm, oh, Ingles. I'm getting Ingles. Because they pushed Jarebko to the bench um, in the second half. So That's classic Joe Ingles line, by the way. Oh, my God. 150 EFG, man. Love five that. for five, all threes. That is so awesome. Yeah. So you wrote about Rodney Hood and, and yeah. the sell high guy, which actually we did a sell high roundtable, and I don't think he showed up in there. Well, I and I wasn't didn't get in on that roundtable, and I clicked to read it. I was like, wait, no one mentioned Rodney Hood? I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I was mad that I hadn't gotten in on it once I saw that. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't think I don't have any illusions that you could get a lot for Rodney Hood, but he is playing better at the moment. He's you know had a bunch of good scoring games in a row. He's hitting a lot of threes at the moment. But as I wrote about in Round Balls too, he's another guy who doesn't get defensive stats. He doesn't get rebounds or assists, and he's not shooting that well from the field. So you're really looking at points, threes, and free throw percentage. And points and three guys aren't that hard to find. And you can certainly find points and three guys who get you steals and don't kill your field goal percentage at the same time. Yeah, I, and like you said, he is hurt a lot, man. That knee thing yeah. last year, he just is all like he has the worst bat. Well, I'm not, you know, bathroom issues. I'll say that anyone in the league, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, last this year hasn't been that bad yet, but last year was just vicious. Any anyone who had him last year knows how how rough that was because he would put up a good game, get into your lineup, and then he would get hurt. And if you're in a weekly league, he's just killing you. Yeah. I mean, he's all right. You know, I don't mind him as a real-life player. I just think if you're in a season-long league and you have him, now is a really good time to shop him around, maybe in like a two-for-two two trade and, and see what you can get. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely down. I'm thinking for draft. Like, so you're probably, if you were drafting today, and he'll, so he would obviously go before, but say you're, you know, you know what I mean. But where, where would you want to target him if he does somehow fall to you? Like 120, 125, 130? Yeah, I'm looking at the rankings. I think he's now 115th overall in nine category leagues. So I mean, I, that's yeah, that's a reasonable area for him to be. Um, I, I don't value him much higher than that, just because of the reasons I said a minute ago. I'm, I'm not saying I don't know. I kind I this whole cold. He's been cold, and the reason why is he had he goes through these really bad slumps. He had an 0 for 11 on uh, the first of the month. Like that, yeah. that is that's gonna take, and then you had a six and nineteen, and a four fourteen, and a five and nineteen. Like if, if you take that away, on the if you take that four game, and obviously you can do that for anyone, but if you take those away, you're looking probably at like forty six percent. Sure, but, sure, but, yeah, but he's, I mean he's gonna do that. You know he's gonna do that. 
yeah, like any it, he's going to do that again over, you know, sometime in the next 20 or 30 games, probably. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But he's I've, not shy. Yeah. Like, I think look, the, sorry. Yeah. No, go ahead, man. I was going to say the Rubio thing helps him um, not only for usage, but they ran him with a lot of pick and roll two years ago before he got hurt all the time. And I think they're going to do that again. So I think the assist could kind of climb to like three. Maybe it doesn't so. sound like much. But three from a guy who's is three something, you know that's he needs something. Let's put yeah. it that way, Cause, yeah. Because he's not getting defensive stats. He needs something more for me to for me to even consider. I I wouldn't like. Yeah, I'm just I'm off him right now. So that's yeah. why I was writing about trading him away. If you have him, I just think you could you could d- trade him away before the headache intensifies. So what do you think about Donovan Mitchell then? Uh, he's been red hot. Um, one of the hottest pickups I would say in the past like two three weeks. I'm not shooting the ball well from the field, but he does make free throws. Career high eight assists last night. Started at point guard. Pretty good rebounder. I thought he looked great in the point guard role. Yeah, matchup against the Nets, sure, but I'm yeah, super he's, encouraged, man. He's exciting. I think if you know, you just have to be aware. Like the difference between him and Hood, obviously, is Mitchell is contributing in a lot of other areas, much more so than Hood. So I definitely like him way better. I mean, again, the field goal percentage is a concern. He has a three for twenty-one game this month. And like you're not coming back if in a roto league, not that that's what we're talking about, but you're not coming back from that, you know. Yeah. Like, but he'll, you know, you just have to balance him in a if you're in a head-to-head nine-category league or even an eight-category league, you just got to make sure you you can you can handle that field goal dent. His turnovers aren't bad, so that's good. He's really only hurting you in one category for the most part. Yeah, yeah, I have him in in our league. Um, the twelve man deep roster thing, and I'm doing kind of good. And I have Roddy Hood, by the way. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm doing pretty well in points. Well, so if you're throwing field goal percentage, that's fine. I mean, well, I'm, only, I'm waiting field goal percentage this week, but pretty oh, decent well. amount. But I think the other guy kind of tanked it. I'm probably like middle of the road. Yeah, I just, else. I just mean in general. You know, if you have Mitchell on your team and and Hood and, and some of these other guys, then maybe you just think about throwing field goal percentage. Yeah, that's kind of the plan. And on this team, for instance, uh, I just lost Rudy Gobert, and like I know I'm so and I've been we were I've been chopping guards around, so I have so many, and I have Spencer Dinwiddie and like all the all my pickups have been guards, so like I I just yeah. I'm so empty up front, and I know that most weeks I'm in deep deep trouble in field goal percentage. Um, blocks and rebounds, but everywhere else, I feel like I can have a pretty good chance to win. Ninth categories assist to turnover ratio, by the way, so it's really guard friendly. Um, anything else, jazz wise? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, I you know I do like Mitchell though. To be clear, like I just think yeah, yeah. you know you got to you got to watch out for that field goal percentage. I think Alec Burks is going to be sneaky good with Rubio out. Not like grab him and use him all the time like a twelve teamer, but if it's a light night, you want to stream somebody. I think yeah. Burks is good for like fourteen-ish points. Three dimes, a steal, close to a block, and three. So that's something. Yeah. Usually a good free throw rate guy too. It's kind of come down a little bit. But yeah, I kind of like him. Um, and yeah, net. So are we just not buying Neto's twenty-two point last night? By the way. I yeah, that's another. That, that yeah, wake me up if that happens again. I yeah. would say. Yeah, that that's a matchup one. Uh, that I give yeah. no credit to. All right, anything else you want to say before we get you out of here? Just want to give a quick shout-out to Kyle Korver. We mentioned Joe Ingles earlier, that 5-for-5 five five game, all three-pointers. Kyle Korver's last 27 field goal attempts have all been threes. So that is pretty awesome. <laughs> special. He is Mr. Specialist, man. Like, there's so <laughs> many guys that we just we get, we get call them specialists, like block specialists and steel specialists, like Dabo, for instance. But Yeah, I mean, he's, that's just amazing, though. He's not even pretending. You know, if you're an outside shooter, 
you, you keep him honest every now and then, like go to the hoop. I've seen Corver do that from time to time. Right now, he's not even pretending. I mean, 27 straight attempts. That is so great. Yeah, he was actually killer one year from on cutting. Like there was one time when he would just backdoor cut people to death. Yeah, he was always really good at the rim because no one was at the rim to defend him because he was always just cutting at the right time. Guess what his true shooting percentage is? I'll give you a hint. It's very nice. Hit me with it. 69.1 percent. He, he, you know what? He he's he's been kind of useful in fantasy leagues. He doesn't get steals or blocks or anything like that, much of anything else. But points and threes he gets, and he, he shoots well from the field. So. He's not a terrible guy to like throw in there in a deeper league. Forty nine percent from the field with all those with two point six threes. That is a hard. That's Curry like man. You don't usually shoot <laughs> your fifty with close to three threes. All right, so we are out of here on that. You guys enjoy your weekend and thanks for coming on, Matt. All right, Mike. Thanks for having me, man. <laughs>